going on, everybody? It is yours, Truly Connor, also known as OK Fabe. Welcome, guys, gals, and fans alike to the world of Fandom Podcast. We are kicking it with Season 2, Episode 2. Probably just going to be another random hodgepodge of stuff. We have a couple things lined up for you, but there's not really much of a theme. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of digging it. And I, of course, got my sexy brother from another mother, my boy, Andrew Cutter. What's going on, Andrew? What's happening, everyone? So, um... I think we were just kind of like randomly talking beforehand, and I think that, you know, these like random hodgepodge of, of, of episodes were just kind of like go off. I kind of like these yeah. sometimes a little bit better. Not that like the other episodes have been bad, but, you know, just. This no, is... well, it goes back to what you have said before. You and I have known each other since we were 14. Mm-hmm. So it's just us shooting the shit, and it's yeah. a lot more fun like that. Right. And I hate to make a comparison, but let's make a comparison. It's almost kind of <laughs> like the Joe Rogan podcast. There is no fucking topic. We just go off, and whatever happens, happens. So uh, we were kind of talking about like a couple things. I think you know, me and Andrew kind of go back and forth in terms of like, oh, what should the episode be about? And sometimes I think Andrew sometimes is more motivated. Like, hey, I want to talk about this. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> let's 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 do it. Because the thing is, like Andrew said, we we know each other so well, and I think that we have enough common ground interest that we can kind of bounce it, you know, bounce off of each other pretty easily. Um, you know, no matter what it is. Cause I know we have, I know you have a bunch of things lined up and we're going to talk a little bit about, um, the elimination chamber as well. I think some, also some Pokemon news. Yeah. Um, we have, if I remember our list, we have two comic book shows to talk about. Yep. We have two Nintendo directs, kind of a Nintendo direct and a Pokemon direct. Mm-hmm. Um, we can definitely talk about Elimination Chamber. You and I were talking a little wrestling before this. Yep. And then, um, you know, I can't really think of anything else, but I'm sure stuff will come to mind. So, Hell yeah. Um, what subject do you want to hit first? Well, first, I want to also encourage people, if you guys haven't checked us out, we are on all your favorite uh, podcasting platforms, whether it be Anchor. Of course, we're also on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, everywhere you guys can find us. And, of course, make sure you follow us on social media. We're trying to get back and be active over on Twitter. I know it's been a little quiet over there, uh, but we will be back over on Twitter very, very soon. Uh, so make sure you guys follow us at pod fandom that way you guys can keep track of oh oh, and all the cool stuff does drop when the new episodes come out um but i mean there was a couple other things too i want to talk about because i don't know about you um and i know you haven't seen the show yet you haven't watched wandavision right no um that's not to say i don't plan on it but i think it's going to be a show that i'm going to wait till it's finished to really watch well because there's so much i'm watching right now and um i'm on part five of jojo's bizarre adventure and a bunch of other shows that I just can't cram another one in Giggity. at the moment. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I'm i not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil things for you. Um, mm. you no, you're like, it's Marvel. I don't care if you spoil. Um, well, the only spoiler <laughs> I know is um, Quicksilver shows up, but it's the um, X-Men First Class Quicksilver. Yeah, Evan Peters, yeah. who's also an yeah. American Horror Story, who I love Evan Peters. Yeah, um, he seems pretty good. N- not gonna lie, he'd be a guy on my list if I, you know, swung the other direction. Um, oh wow, jeez. I mean, just saying, he's a, he's he's an attractive guy. He's a fantastic actor. He's also an attractive guy. But um, <laughs> the, the 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 thing I just wanted to talk about. I don't know. If, I'm curious because you haven't watched it and you have, you know, don't know much of the premise of it. The thing that blows my mind, just real quick is that this was out of the Marvel shows, because we did talk about the Disney Plus uh, episode, uh, uh, shows and stuff coming to the platform a couple episodes ago. 
This was not one I did not think was going to get as hugely popular as it did. I don't know about you, but I've been seeing WandaVision shit everywhere. Yeah, it's it's definitely been on my feeds with any social media. So it's definitely popular. But I think that's also not to dissonance it at all, but I think it's also due to the fact that people are so hungry for shit, too. Yeah, and I know so, Marvel's going to come out swinging this year because I was looking at their schedule. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But but no, I'm just, I was just very... Um, again, just I don't want to go into too much spoilers because in case people haven't seen episodes, but the only thing I'll just say is I love it. It's fantastic. The amount of fucking Easter eggs, Jesus Christ! I have, don't 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 click a YouTube video, Andrew, on WandaVision because you will go down the rabbit hole pretty quick. Yo, do they make any references to my boys, the X Men, or my boys and girls? I mean. So far, not yet. There's a lot of he- there's a lot of heavy uh, insinuation, um, okay. but the last episode supposedly shit's gonna hit the fan. We'll, we'll find out how because the last episode's this week. Okay, well, we'll You're see like, what call happens. Call me when the call me when the X Men show up. Yeah, okay. I mean, not for nothing. I said this before, but when it comes down to Marvel, I just want to see the X Men. They're my favorite Marvel property. I just want my fucking Wolverine. I know everyone that says if Wolverine's your favorite X-Men or favorite Marvel character, mm-hmm. you're a basic bitch. Well, put the hoodie <laughs> on me, get the leggings, and give me that pumpkin spice latte with the Panera. It's fucking March. A basic bitch. <laughs> Who gets the pumpkin spice latte in March? Anyway, um, there was another part I was going to say, though. Um, no, not a, not a Fantastic Four fan, No. Uh, I am, but I am of the comics. I think everything else has sucked. I think Fantastic Four is one of the best premises that Marvel has that they never do successfully. Well, and I say that with the, I think the Fantastic Four were fantastic, no pun intended. Right from you know the sixties through the eighties, going into the nineties, I think it was the gem among gems for Marvel. I really do. But after the nineties, the Fantastic Four have just never been as good. So my favorite iteration of Fantastic Four, ironically, is in love with She-Hawks on it. So that's just me. But Mm. I love the Fantastic Four. I just don't think – I mean, all the movies have kind of been shit, right? I mean, Michael Chiklis as as Ben Grimm. I mean, come on. I mean, he did good, yes. Come on. That doesn't mean the movie was good. Um, (laughs) Did you see see Fantastic – the the 2000 – or as they call it, Fan Four Stick? Is that the the newest? Movie? That's the latest uh, one, movie? yeah. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it and I I started to yawn. It just looked bad from the get go. Yeah, it which sucked because there was so much hope for anything. But but anyway, no, I just I was just curious about your thoughts in general about it. But I, I'm telling you, I I mean, I know you're more DC than Marvel. Yeah. I will say that WandaVision. Again, I'm trying not to spoil too too much for both you and and anybody listening. It went. Well, um, you don't. You know. You know. I don't care. Listen. I'm going to give you an example of how much I don't fucking care. The Harry Potter reference. is that is the fact that well, yeah, that. But my wife and I. Okay, listen. I'll watch whatever my wife want to watch, and the thing that she wants to watch right now is Dawson Creek. Uh, so we're watching Dawson Creek, and I will literally look up spoilers as the show is going. I actually prefer to have spoilers sometimes because it makes me enjoy something a bit more because I know something's coming. I don't know why, but I like that security net. I think it's from years of playing D&D and being the dungeon master. I like to be in control of the world. Yeah. But that that's just a thing. But um, regardless, I'm so, sorry. Well, wait, no, no, but real quick. You know how Beverly Hills zip code is um, – what is it? Uh, Beverly Hills is 90210, right? Yep. You know what the 
you know what the zip code for Dawson's Creek is, right? What? 90108. 90108? No. <laughs> Shame on you. Boo. <laughs> Boo. The best rendition of the Dawson's Creek theme song, by the way, is yeah. when Cartman went back in time and started beating up the the, <gasps> the messenger boy. And he was, you remember that? Yes. Oh, bro, you know what I was... Dude, I was thinking of you tonight. You know what I was watching? And I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I'm curious. This, this is Connor. This is Darius. This I'm curious where okay. this conversation is going. Reno 911. Oh, that shit was ahead of its time. Oh my God. I was watching. I'm like, this was fantastic. It's, it's so. Teenage Andrew it, did not appreciate it's this. It's so, it's so fucking funny. I watched a little, I watched mm-hmm. a good chunk of it when it was out, but Jesus Christ. But no, that just reminded me of something. Um, Oh, fuck. Oh, South Park. Uh, yeah. They're coming out with a new special this month. Good. What's it about? It's called the vaccine special. Oh my god, that's so great! <laughs> did you see the Did you see the um the pandemic special? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, that was. Yes, I did. That was. That was great. That was. I argue that's one of their best things they've done. It has been. You know, thank you, the Lord, for South Park, who makes fun of everything, and I mean everything, and that what makes life a little bit easier. Yep. I mean, seriously. They, I mean, they they've evolved their humor so well over the last couple of years, and just it's it's so like the pandemic special was so good. I have there's been no footage of the vaccine special probably because they haven't fucking created it yet. No. Um, well, I mean, you've seen that documentary. They literally do an episode three days before it. Airs. That's still fucking mind blowing. But you know what though? That gives them such an opportunity to really. Um, I mean, that's that's a level of freedom that just is. Like, imagine being able to make fun of something and have it on the air in three days. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It, it, gives you, it gives you the ability to also be incredibly relevant. Right. Because I remember back in the day, remember when um, remember when they, I think it killed, they killed Osama bin Laden, and literally the next day there was an episode out. I'm like, oh my God, that was fucking quick. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were real quick. But you know what? I think it's also good because it allows, you know, the pressure of having to make a show like that probably under the pressure of a deadline, they, they pull out their best stuff. It's it's just fascinating watching the minds of the South Park creative team and like the Rick and Morty creative team and just how smart they are. Agreed. They're probably high half the time too. What's that? Oh yeah. yeah probably yeah, high half the time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, did you see the thing with what's his name? Uh, Justin Roiland like drinking to get into character. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. All right. Let's uh, speaking of evolve. <laughs> fucking horrible segment segue um nintendo direct yeah so well, that uh, happened the direct yes did, did um, uh, before, we... before you get into the depths of things first off did anybody like i didn't know like that was coming until like it was already happening what nintendo What's direct um well they i think they announced it a week before and i had a feeling because it had been so long since they did the last one, they've been doing mini directs and like, this is our indie directs, but like a legit 20 plus minute direct they hadn't done for a long time. So mm. it was well overdue and a lot of people were speculating it. And I was thinking it was going to happen too, especially with uh, the, you know, uh, 35th anniversary of Zelda happening mm-hmm. this year. So it's bound to happen. But if you want to talk about it, I'm ready to fucking rant. <laughs> Wait, rant? As in, like, you're not happy? No, no, in a good way. Well, oh, let me okay. tell you this. Yeah. Okay? I will tell everyone out there something you already know. Okay. I'm a massive Zelda fan. I mean... Massive. 
he literally had how, how long have you had the master sword for so i have I have five Master Sword replicas. <laughs> listen, listen. Two of which are fully functional, uh, 1045 carbon spring steel replicas. Mm -hmm. So they're not like little stainless steel shit. They're legit swords, custom made Master Swords. I have played, completed, and 100% every single Zelda game except for Breath of the Wild. I haven't 100% that because I. Like I have kids and a wife, and I don't want to get divorced. But I have played every Zelda game out here, and I have probably the most unpopular Zelda opinion, and that is my favorite Zelda game. And I think the best Zelda game out there is Skyward Sword. For the longest time, I was an orker in a time, bro. But Skyward Sword, when it came out, won me over. I think it had the best story. I think it had the best dungeons. I think it had the best combat. I think it had the best bosses. The only complaints people ever threw out was, one, the motion controls, which I fucking love. But I understand, right? If you don't like the motion controls, you want something more traditional, that might be tough. Right. And number two, everyone's like, ooh, super linear. Linear? Baby girl. Every Zelda game, you do the temples in the same order. Maybe Ocarina of Time, you can do the, the water temple after the shadow temple and do the shadow temple before it, but... Basically, Zelda has always been linear, and when you have a game like Breath of the Wild, where the game is not linear, you sacrifice something. And with the Breath of the Wild sacrifice, it had shitty dungeons, it had shitty boss battles, and no combat mattered in that game. I could see a bunch of moblins out there doing whatever, and I can completely avoid them. I don't get anything for fighting them. And I don't get penalized for them. For all I know, they could be boo-cockying all over Zelda's face. But if it doesn't matter to me, it doesn't matter to me. So Skyward Sword is a fantastic game. But unfortunately, Skyward Sword had the disadvantage of coming at the end of the Wii's life cycle. And because of that, it had low sales. And Nintendo's motive for the Switch with older games have been porting them over. A lot of Wii U games have had successful rebirths, for lack of a better term, on the Switch. Mario Kart 8 is a great example. It is the best-selling Switch game and is basically just a port. And a port <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're right. I mean, oh, Mario oh. Kart's the best one. Mario 8's the best one, but go ahead. Yeah, it's a port, and it has barely any changes just mm. to the battle mode, right? So Zelda, Skyward Sword, a Wii game, right, granted 10 years old, coming over to the Switch may give it a chance to get a second life. And here's the thing. It's going to have crisp beautiful HD graphics. They're probably going to add extra content, but the thing everyone wants is you can have your, your motion controls or you can have traditional controls. So if you're, you want to do the good old-fashioned traditional Zelda combat, they made a way so that functions and you can do it in handheld, and I think that's going to be a good middle ground for everyone. And the people that didn't get to play this fucking masterpiece now get a chance. And they can't whine about it. Sorry. I'm just very defensive of quite possibly one of my favorite games of all time. I think if not my favorite. I think what we need to do, we need to arrange a way in a safe way with, you know, restrictions and whatnot going on. I think we need to get together. We need to play the game of Skyward Sword, but I'm playing it and you're helping me because I've not played it before. And I know that hurts yeah, to, but... to hear. No. I know that hurts. But I will not know what the fuck to do. And I think the frustrate. I think you might have a fucking heart attack trying to help me play the game. Dude, you you see me play games. I don't fuck around. I know, but if I, I but, but if you but if you're not in control, 
I can't. It, dude, it's not a good combination, bro. <laughs> you know what the best example would be? Yeah. The example of what you are asking me to do is <laughs> okay. Ready? Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I'm Shawn Michaels. Uh huh. Right. Mm -hmm. Your horn swoggle. Uh huh. And you're facing against the Undertaker. Ready? Uh -huh. Yep. And my my HBK's WWE Championship is on the line. Right. If you lose. That's what I feel, and I can't interfere. That's mm -hmm. my problem. But I, you know what? I'd be up for it because I love Skyward Sword. And to be honest, I there's been so many games that have, in our adult life, like we don't get a chance to play games as much as you used to. Right. When I was younger and when you were younger, how many times did I replay uh, Pokemon and start over? How many times did I play Ocarina of Time? How many hours did I waste on Mario Kart or uh, Super Smash Bros. I mean, I can just think of it like I used to go through Resident Evil 4 in a weekend just for shits and giggles because I had nothing else to do. But as a full-grown adult, 30, almost 34 years old with a wife and two kids, I don't get much time to replay games. So this is a great chance for me to do that because it's been a while since I played Skyward Sword. I think it's been like nine, nine yeah, years. Yeah, but if you're, if, you're, if you're guiding me and you can't touch the controller... Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to get RKO'd. <laughs> I'm going to pick up a control anyways. You know what the sad thing? Your wife is going to walk in. She's going to see you twitching on the floor, and she's going to look at me, and she's going to say, what did you do? And I'm just going to say RKO, and she's going to walk away and go into the kitchen just, and start making dinner for your kids because she knows that's going to happen. I just feel like that's a fantastic recipe for chaos and, and fucking content. But mm. we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So I did... Yeah. I did hear a little bit about Nintendo Direct. I did hear a couple of the Pokemon news. Um, uh, now, I don't think this is part of Nintendo Direct. I heard Pokemon Snap's getting a sequel? Correct. So there were two Directs. It was a Nintendo Direct, which had a bunch of... I wouldn't call it small news, but um, just news. And then the two big announcements they had were Skyward Sword HD and Splatoon 3, which should be good. Mm. And then they had a Pokemon Direct. And the big three things that came from Pokemon Direct was... Pokemon Snap 2, um, Diamond and Pearl remakes, which everyone and their mother has been asking for, and um, Pokemon Arceus, which I don't know the last Pokemon game you played, dude, because you never really played it when we were in high school. And I don't remember you playing it as an adult. The last... I kind of fizzled out after Gold and Silver, to be honest with you. Okay. And it's and, so, and just and just for the record, just before people start hating me on Pokemon, it's not that I didn't like po or like oh you know, but man, dude, it's just a lot of shit to keep track of, and my ADD can only can only channel so much at the time. I think I might revisit it though, honestly. I think you I might should pick up you should pick up Sword and Shield because it's a it's so much different but so familiar, and I think you'll like it in general. And the great thing about Sword and Shield is the commitment level is not that high. Like, I, you'll be fine with it. But um, Pokemon Snap is a big thing. A lot of people have been looking forward to that. So back in the 90s, there were a bunch of spinoff games for Pokemon, and the only ones that I thought were good, and we're, not, we're talking outside the mainline titles, were the Pokemon Card game on the Game Boy, Pokemon Pinball on the Game Boy, and Pokemon Snap on the 64. That game was great. It was short. It was nice. It was sweet. Loved it was it. everything fantastic and nostalgic about Pokemon. Um, so that's obviously going to be good. And then Diamond and Pearl remakes. Everyone has been itching for that for the longest time. And even though I'll buy both of them, and even though I'll play the fuck out of them, it's probably the remakes I'm least looking forward to. 
because I didn't care about Gen 4 at all. Really? Well, Gen 4 was simultaneously probably the most important and the most boring of the Pokemon generations. The reason why is it introduced online gameplay through Wi-Fi. Oh, yes. It changed the battle mechanics, so they do something called a physical special split. In the original games, the ones that you played, every fire attack was based off your special attack. So even if you did something like fire punch, which you're clearly punching someone, you're using your special attack. Now what they do is a physical special split. So anything that makes contact, like a punch, a kick, a tackle, goes off your attack. And anything that is a projectile or some special attack, like psychic, flamethrower, go off your special. So Diamond and Pearl did that, and it, it revolutionized gameplay, and I think it was really good. In addition to that, they also had fantastic remakes with Heart Gold and Soul Silver. The problem with Gen 4 for me is two things. One is the Pokemon are boring as fuck. <laughs> and they only introduced two new fire types. My favorite type, and they only introduced two new fire types. What? And number two <laughs> is Sinnoh is a slow, monotonous, boring region. It's just so boring, dude. That's that's the so, thing is that I mean I feel like and and you tell me if I'm wrong because again I haven't played it as often as I as and again it's not for lack of interest it's just like I feel like there you know like you said they added new mechanics and like things here or there but isn't it generally the same concept of catch as many as you can train battle etc like you're just kind of I don't want to say you're painting over like a new coat on something but you know what I mean Yeah well I mean dude it's like drugs People don't go back to ecstasy for something different. They want the same shit. I just, <laughs> so I'm, like try, to... I'm trying to be like a sensitive, like, well, it's, you know, besides, like, oh, no, it's, it's, it's exactly what they're fucking doing. Nintendo's not dumb. No. They have a proven formula, and they change it enough right, that, right. you know, it feels different. But it's the same thing. You catch them all, you battle, and it's all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what people want, mm-hmm. right? When they made such a drastic change with Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, Fans were not happy. Fans played them, but fans were not happy. And you better fucking believe that the next games went back to more of a regular traditional status quo, which was fucking Pokemon Sword and Shield. But Pokemon Arceus, the next game that's coming out, will be different. And because it's probably not part of the mainline series, like, you know, red, blue, gold, silver, blah, 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 I think it's going to be interesting because it's set in the past, in Sinnoh's past, so now we're going to be history boring, but it's fine. And it's basically <laughs> Breath of the Wild meets Pokemon. You just run around, you go wherever you want. There's no like restrictions, mm-hmm. and you can catch whatever you want. Have hmm. fun. You want to go up against that Dragonite? It might bite your dick off, but hey, you want to go for it? Have fun. In the VR, like, it's even worse. <laughs> just fucking grabs onto that Ekans in your pants and starts tugging it away. Isn't a Dragonite uh, like ten feet tall? Um, no, I think Dragonite's 5'5". Five, five. Charizard's small. Charizard is only 5-something. Hold on. No, no, no. Um, I'm pretty sure. No, no, so no, no, I, no, no. I, I thought Dragonite was like fucking... Dragonite? Dragonite is not that tall. Let oh. me just pull up Bulbapedia. Okay, whatever. Um, Dragonite's, Dragonite the, Dragonite's the final... Yeah, 7'3". Seven, 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 Jesus. Okay, so Big Show is bigger than him. <laughs> oh, we got to talk about that, too. Yeah, oh, we got some AEW stuff to talk. Yeah. But if you look at Charizard, Charizard's 5'7". Charizard's not that big. No, I just, I, for some reason, I thought it was, oh, no, you know who I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of Peppa Pig. 
Yeah, Peppa Pig is a monster. <laughs> For those of you, those you don't know, Peppa Pig. Dude, is, my young is, is, got is, into Peppa Pig. Is seven feet tall, and that's Peppa. Um, not I mean, not the dude, parents. Bro, have you seen what pigs are in size? <laughs> Imagine those things anthropomorphic. <laughs> but, I can believe Peppa Pig is huge. Yeah, but don't the, get me but, wrong. But it's more width than where length. It's, friend, it's not height. Dude, its friend is its friend is a giraffe, <laughs> and it's about the same size as a giraffe. <laughs> So Peppa Pig has to be a monster. Peppa Pig could be the Intercontinental Champion right now if it wanted to. <gasps> could you imagine that? Can you imagine it pulling a promo and just snorting at the end of it? Bobby Lashley, oh, I'm God. coming for you and I'm going to rip you a new one. <laughs> George, um, let's go for the tag team titles. You know what I love about Peppa Pig too? Because you and I have to sit through some egregious things oh, God, yeah. with children. Is I like how slow Peppa Pig is with talking, because they just be like, "Oh, hello, Why? Daddy. How are you doing today?" There's two. Hi, th Peppa. There, there, I am doing really well. There's three. There's three things that crack me up about Peppa Pig. The first is almost every episode ends with everybody laughing on their backs for some reason. Um, oh, really? Because I feel like every episode kind of just hard cuts and ends sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> They have to repeat the animal noises so that way you don't forget what the fuck they are at the end of every yeah, sentence. Oh, it's yep. Susie the sheep. Yeah, what's up, Peppa? <laughs> like, oh, fuck. oh, that's right. Sheeps make that noise. And then the last thing is, did you see the whistle part? No, what the whistle? Oh, okay. We're really veering off course here, folks. I, if you're with us, well, still, you I appreciate gotta it. understand. My kids have a tier list of what they like. So okay. You need. To, you my need to youngest. Look... Is, my youngest likes Toy Story, and then it goes Toy Story. Give him Master Cookie, and then Pepper Pig's at the bottom. He only does that when he's milked the other ones pretty dry. All right, he wants some bacon. Uh, so yeah. the um, there's an episode where Peppa Pig can't whistle, and you need to look this up because no matter what I tell you to set it up does not do it justice because watching it is just fucking hilarious. So Peppa okay. can't whistle, and she's upset that she can't whistle. So she calls Susie Sheep, and she's like, I just want to talk to Susie Sheep. And he's like, hey, Peppa. And she's like, Susie, can you whistle? No, I don't think I can. Oh, that's that's great. I mean, oh, so sad. I can't either. And she goes, what's whistling? It's when you put your lips together below. And Susie Sheep goes, like this? And then Peppa just cold, like, stares and just hangs up. <laughs> it is the best. Right you, I will, I'll send you the link while we're talking. But anyway, um, veering back to Pokemon and Nintendo Direct, mm -hmm. <laughs> where we first started yeah. with all this. Um, so I, I did hear, I heard, generally speaking, that there were a lot of interesting announcements. I saw a Mario game, I think Golf, right? Yeah, I knew Mario Golf where it's um, like Royal and, Rumble rules. And then Pokemon announcements, which we'll, you know, we were kind of into. I heard generally, though, there really wasn't a whole lot of... I mean, they put a lot of emphasis on the Switch, duh. But there really wasn't a whole lot of, or at least to some fans' opinion, like substance. Um, but you tell me. Is that right or wrong to assume? I mean, if you cared about... For the Nintendo Direct, if you cared about... Skyward Sword, then it was substance. If you didn't, then probably not. Right. And then for the Pokemon one, if, I mean, everyone knew Diamond and Pearl was coming, so it's kind of like, I don't know, it's it's kind of like knowing the Avengers is going to win at the end of Endgame. You know it's going to happen, so it's mm. kind of like, oh, we checked that box. So, I think there was substance, but I think some of it was predictable. Fair enough. So, it's like we weren't blind, like... We're used to directs having like some random ass shit like, oh my god, Sephiroth is joining Smash? What the hell is this? Like something like that. We didn't get that. Maybe you can say Splatoon 3, 
but I don't even think that was enough. So the point was is that was people were saying good. that it, it, it like it was good, but it didn't. It, like they were looking for like some something like a big massive announcement, and they're just kind of like, eh, okay, like exactly. th- th- that's decent, that's decent. Like they were like equating it to like an E three drop or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. But you know what? Nintendo has all the time in the world to do more directs between now and E three or whatever. So I mean, I think the- I think the Switch is going to be around for a while. I think it might be one of their longer systems, to be honest with you. I think it will be, but I, I would not put it past them doing any, uh, like a Switch Pro, getting like an updated one with yeah, better graphics. Gra- yeah, basic, I mean, they need to. I think they should. But Switch, at this point, dude, I don't think new consoles are going to be the thing anymore because like, how much better can we get outside of going to virtual reality? Or shit, eventually... 50 years from now, the holodeck, where we can fuck things. Like, eventually, there uh, needs to be that big leap. Into fucking things? <laughs> into fucking things, dude. <laughs> There's a robot chicken sketch that was like that. It was like, it was a very brief, it was like, it's the most highly advanced robotic, can you fuck it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry? Can you fuck it? Uh, no. Oh, and they just all leave. <laughs> but um, I loved it, Rick and Morty when Morty wanted to get that robot. He's trying to be all like sly about it and be like yeah. very under the radar. And then Rick just goes, "How much for the sex robot?" Yeah. Hey, Rick, you never, uh, you never buy me anything. And you know, I want something to remember you by when, when, when you, when you leave and when you die. Like, yeah, how much for the sex bot? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for season four, four five. Uh, five. Five. Yeah, I, I five. can't wait because they're gonna they're gonna blow it out of the water again. There will be. Um, um, on a side note, yes. just a side note, we yeah. did skip one thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about WandaVision, mm-hmm. but we didn't talk about the other comic book uh, show that came out. The other comic book show? Superman and Lois Oh, Lane. God, yeah, fucking hey. I did not see the show yet. I saw some clips. Mm-hmm. I saw the outfit. I will say this right now. Mm-hmm. I love the costume. Yes. There were two outfits shown. The first one was in a flashback, mm-hmm. which was a homage to the original outfit. Yep. And then... The new one's based more on the Rebirth outfit that he had a couple years ago, but is far superior to the one that he was wearing on Supergirl. Uh, The Supergirl outfit was ugly, especially the straps of the cape. This one looks really good. Um, On the whole, I was very concerned about this TV show because Superman's one of my favorite combo characters of all time, and he's a hard character to adapt into TV, and even more so... CW has not been doing their best with their shows recently, mm-hmm. but I am pleasantly happy to say 80% of this was really good. Good. There was some of it that kind of, eh, but I would give it like a B plus A minus rating. I'll... It was fun. It was enjoyable and it was safe and predictable, which was good. Well, I mean, they kind of need to do that in order to get their foot in. You know what I mean? Like kind of like, you know, tread lightly. Um mm-hmm. I'll probably check it out in the summer because I have, you know, I'm still finished up WandaVision and then uh, then it goes Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier and then like the Marvel stuff is just like spiraling out of fucking control. So I'll probably catch up to it in the summer. Um, if I have, I might, actually I might have time because I'm not doing anything right now. <laughs> you know, you would see that we're both out of work. But yeah. Kind of... But um, it's amazing how we're both out of work and yet we were the busiest as we've ever been. Um kids so Dude, work is almost like a break from kids now i mean that's kind of what i thought it was for a while but um, no, yeah, i need to get back no. to work where i don't know 
Um, oh, we have to stay late for work. Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. Is that, is that a Taco no. Bell wrapper right here? Uh, click. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, oh, dude, real quickly. Yeah. Side note, you know what I did for the first time in a year? This can go many down many, many avenues, but what? Eat Chipotle. Wait, you I used to be I used to be obsessed with Chipotle. Yeah, but I was you just know saying how you stopped. Been, well, you know how I've been having some health issues, so I kind of trimmed out my diet, and one of the things I removed was Chipotle because when I get Chipotle, I put all the wrong things in it, like hot sauce, more hot sauce, <laughs> sour cream, more hot sauce, guacamole, oh, cheese, more hot sauce. I can't handle hot sauce. But I said to myself, you know, screw it. I only live once, <laughs> and if I die eating Chipotle, like it's a good way to go. So I decided to get Chipotle. Did you get Chipotle away? Oh, yeah. So it's been not a year, but like 11 months and we, because I stopped when the pandemic really started to hit. We found this place recently called It's Just Wings. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of these ghost kitchens? No. So there are companies. Th this is this. I know this is really we're just going off the fucking handles here. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was so there are companies. There are restaurants right now that utilize restaurants kitchens like main food retail like main chains mm -hmm. and they do not have a brick and mortar location so what that means uh -huh. is if you order from a place like like the place i ordered from it's just wings it operates technically out of a chili's so it uses chili's kitchens killy chili's kitchen they prepare they give the materials they prepare it and then it's delivered so there's no brick and mortar location there's no physical location for this place but let me tell you I got this. I got it from It's Just Wings. They had uh, apple barbecue, dude. Mm -hmm. It is hands down the best sauce I have ever had on any chicken wing. So it's how like, do we find this place? What do you mean find it? It's right next. It's it's within my town. You come over, we order it. It's like having well, uh, Andrew. I'm telling you right now, it is like having a fucking apple pie smothering on a chicken wing. You know, we watch a WrestleMania or something together. Because this would be a good time to do it. I mean, and, oh, and on top of that, deep fried Oreos. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Why are you trying to kill me? Because I'm taking you down with. <laughs> Why are you trying to slowly kill me? Well, because you're gonna kill me when we play Skyward Sword. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna kill each other um, one day. Speaking of WrestleMania, we'll switch gears a little bit over to some wrestling yeah. talk. Um, let's talk about that big one, the Big Show. What mm. the fuck? Yeah, so I was talking to John about this for a bit, John, mm -hmm. our mutual friend, Yep. And because he's more AEW than WWE right now, um, and while I'm excited, I'm tentatively excited, because my growing concern is this, I am worried that every single company that has gone up against WWE, that has fallen down, for the most part, not always, mm -hmm. is because they allow veterans to come in. Mm -hmm. And the veterans, with their political power and the promise that are given to them, destroy the company. WCW, that company was destroyed by Hogan politicking, Nash and Hall, Macho Man to a degree, Russo. Oh, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that ultimately hurt WCW. Yep. And then if you look at TNA, mm -hmm. TNA, when TNA first hit the scene, dude. I thought it was like, holy shit, shit just got real. But then, same thing. What happens? Thing, Hogan, Jeff Hardy, and then um, Kurt Angle. Although I think Kurt Angle 
is a little bit different because I don't think he hurt TNA as much as he more helped it. Um, but I think Kurt was the there. Same. I think Kurt was not to interrupt. I think Kurt was their bit was their as far as like mainstream talent. That was their best acquisition. I say better than Sting. Yeah. So because Sting's prime has basically had gone, Kurt still had time on hand. Yep. So my concern is AEW bringing over these stars mm-hmm. and it happening. And now God bless Jericho. Jericho's kind of done it right. Mm-hmm. Jericho became the inaugural champion, put some legitimacy to it, but eventually dropped it, right? I think mm-hmm. there's only been three champions, him, Kenny Omega, and I forget who the other one was. Moxley. But, um, oh, um, Moxley. Yeah, yep. that's right. But I, I mean, he, he did that and he's jobbing every once in a while because he should, right? Cody Rhodes is a different story. Cody's still young, and I wouldn't consider him a legend, but I'm really concerned with like these legends coming in. And I hear, and I could be wrong, you know the room more than I do, but John told me this. I hear they're really trying hard to get Cena in. Is this right? Whoa, that's a first. I I don't I don't It will never happen. No, because no. I mean They're offering him like ten million to do like four matches. Mm, if I'll, Jesus and to be I'll, honest right I don't care about Cena that mm-hmm. much but it would be fucking interesting if he went over especially seeing that WWE is kind of garbage right now speaking of WWE breaking news yes as of this recording because we're recording this on a Monday night oh my god don't tell me your prediction came true we have a new WWE champion oh my god so, Lash, uh, I guess Shane McMahon changed the match to a lumberjack match because Miz kept running away, like throughout the entire night. And Lashley, Ooh, won. that's what the man should do. And Lashley won. Lashley is the new WWE champion. Let me tell you this: good for Lashley. Yes, because I think Lashley deserves it. Not for nothing, but like the most he had in WWE was the ECW Championship and a couple of mid card titles. He deserves the title at some point. He's been working hard. But my boy, The Miz. The Miz has been the hardest worker in WWE. And you know what's really surprising? He's actually one of the most well-paid wrestlers in WWE, not counting merchandise. Did you know this? Say that again? So Miz, you kind of know how WWE pays their wrestlers. They have a base salary, then they have the buy rate, and then they have merchandise, right? Right, yep. Um, that's a really layman's term doing it, but I'm just going to go that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some some wrestlers have a good base, some wrestlers have a shitty base, and mm-hmm. they, they survive off merchandise. That's why Austin and Rock made so much money. Austin was the number one merchandise seller. So I mean, to my knowledge, that, he, he still is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. That's why DX sold so much. And, yep. I mean, whatever. So right. Miz base rate is actually higher than some other wrestlers. I think, and I'm going to have to look it up because I don't want to misspeak, but I think his base salary is a million dollars before the buy rates and before the uh, what's it called the merchandise which I'm sure Miz sir, uh, sells some merchandise but probably not a lot because he's typically a heel but like just to give you a comparison I think his base salary is higher than Rollins and um, what's his name um, oh my god why Miz, can't I Miz, Miz uh, Roman Reigns Roman yeah Miz makes 1.2 mil a year yeah, so he he they pay him well, but here's the thing: he's been with the the he, his first title reign was a joke. Let's be honest, because it was just a backdrop for Cena Rock one, and even his WrestleMania match, which was funny that he won it, 
is it was a he didn't win. The Rock won the match for him, and then he hasn't had the title since. Miz is a good heel. He deserves the championship. So now, according according to this, just FYI, this was a article that was published at the end of 2020 uh, by Sports Rush. This was apparently a list of all the salaries revealed. Um, Throw it at me. So again, I'm just quoting this because I'm going off of this article. So if it's wrong, it's wrong, and it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> so top salaries, obviously number one's Brock. Um, yeah, he has a tw- he has a 12 million dollar deal. Cena's right behind him with 8.5 mil. Again, not surprised. Uh, Roman is five mil. Okay, so I was wrong on that. Orton is four point five. Mm-hmm. Then it goes AJ Styles three point six, Seth Rollins three million, and Undertaker two point five, tying with Miz. The Miz makes more as much as the Undertaker did. Which, to be <laughs> fair, I mean, to be fair, he's been in the company be- longer than all the other ones, except for exactly. Cena and Brock, obviously. So yeah. uh, okay, maybe it's a bump up thing. I don't know. Um, we'll see, you know that, that that could be a debate. But anyway, um, yeah, Miz getting done dirty. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I, told, I told you it's just gonna be a transitional thing, and the money match is gonna be Drew versus Drew versus Lashley. But hey, good for Lashley. I'm I'm happy about that. But yeah, um, AEW with Cena. So just to, I had to think. I had to process that for a second because my brain started to fry itself. Um, I think, and it's funny because obviously we're going to talk about Big Show in a second. Cena mm-hmm. jumping to AEW. If that happened, I'm just saying this right here, right now. That will probably be the closest in real time that you will ever see the equivalent of Hogan drop, jumping to WCW. Agreed. Do I think Cena, if, I mean, if money talks and if Cena is able to bring in the the view like the 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 numbers and everything and if it's worth the investment i mean dude that would be fucking insane to see that or not because we can't Mm -hmm. see him um i i can't do i do i think he would i mean that's real i I wouldn't if if, if big show hadn't jumped i would have been like no fucking way but now the big show jump is like can't confidently say that anymore. Yeah, but to be fair, like, well, they weren't really using Big Show. Wasn't Big Show's last match against Orin a long time ago? I could be wrong, but it's just like they weren't really using Big Show for much. I know Cena is super part time right now, but like, it's Cena. He kind of was the face of the company for ten years. So that's what I mean. Like, it's it's. It's, it's tough to think of him going. Well, no, it's it's the loyalty factor, you know. Like, yeah. I, like everywhere I've seen from the other people who who do like the main coverage of it and and the more depth coverage say the same thing. You would have never thought that you would have heard the day that Big Show Paul White is now part of AEW because he just seems like one of those people who is diehard WWE. Granted, he started in WCW as the Giant for for four years, four eight mm-hmm. years, um, and then but he's been in WWE for over twenty. And he just—he's one of those. He's been ambassadors for the company, and you're right; they haven't done anything with him. But it's just my big thing is, and I, I get where you're coming from—the fear of like bringing these, like, oh, here it comes again, more top guys coming over to take over AEW. But like, and, and and I try not to mean this with any disrespect. Is is he going to be worth it? Is he going to be worth it to bring him into AEW? 
it's shocking. Not I'm not doubting and I'm not touting his abilities or anything, but AEW is trying to establish their presence as like the hip, cool, young, we're the new kids on the block. I got that feeling more than anything else versus WCW or TNA. WCW TNA, clearly, we are the alternative to WWE. We are pro wrestling. But AEW is kind of doing like the, like the, we're the hipster, cool, young, edgy, you know, they're doing fucking barbed wire exploding deathmatch for the title of their pay-per-view on Sunday, <laughs> uh, which I'm not going to lie. That really has me interested. Um, but like, I don't know how he would fit into that. You know what I mean? I heard he's supposed to be in commentating and more of a creative role. He's he's commentating on a new show they're launching, a new like mini show that they're doing. But they do say that he is cleared to to wrestle. So is Sting, by the way. Sting has been cleared by their doctors to compete in the ring. But my my like yeah. but, but my point is like Sting fits that model. Sting fits that mold of like that char- like the 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 aura and the presence of AEW. So does John Moxley. So does Jericho. Right? Those personalities, those people, fit into what the vibe I get from AEW. I don't see that with the Big Show. It's not that I don't think he's good. It's not that I don't think he can bring talent in terms of like a behind the scenes role. Absolutely. But like, you, do 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 you get what I'm coming across here? Like, it would be like. Actually, it's exactly like when Big Show went to ECW in 06. That's exactly what it's like. He doesn't see, my, quite fit the mold. My problem is this, is putting mold aside. I think Big Show is just old. I hate to say this. He's past his prime and he's old. Like, I know he's still in great shape, but, like, Big Show's always fluctuated when it comes down to his weight, to how much he can do to how effective he can do, and he's been in the business for, what, 25-plus years? Right. So, and, I mean, Cena's been in the business for 18 years, but the difference is Cena still relatively looks the same. Uh, he's he's gained a little bit of weight, and he's not quite as cut, but he still looks like Cena. Yeah. So, like, if they acquired him, I think it would be a little bit different because I think, honestly, Cena, it's not, okay, this is the way I should say it. Show is at the twilight of his career. It's like seeing Ric Flair wrestle in TNA. Oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. if Cena went over, it would be like... But, C- um, but Cena's a clear cut, like, oh, okay, now we know where to bring them for the, for the, for the views. Like, mm-hmm. that at least I understand. Do I, and for the record, I'd say the same thing about Cena as far as fitting the mold. I can't see Cena being over there in terms of being a character. No. But at the very least, I know, oh, okay, they're using him for star potential. They're using him to 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 get eyeball like general eyeballs on the product because they know because Cena's a household name. Then I I get, I get that it's the same thing as it would be the same thing as like The Rock, right? I mean, Rock's obviously mm-hmm. be- better, right? Oh well, yeah, but. yeah. But but, but <laughs> I mean, Rock would be more likely to go. Um, no, I, mm, that's tough. But you know what I'm saying. Rock's but, but, loyalty is pretty heavy. But, but Rock my, was in TNA not too long ago. But my point, but the the general point I'm making though is that with John Cena, he he doesn't fit the the character mold of AEW. He doesn't fit. That. So you think someone but, like CM Punk would be more in the mold? Oh, fucking a, of course he would. But but here's my point. With Cena, at least you know why they're doing it. Okay, John Cena is the biggest household name to come out of WWE in the last 20 years. Uh, timing. 15, 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. But 
you know, having him there, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb, but you're getting eyeballs from outside everybody to watch. So from a business perspective, I understand that. Big Show is very head-scratching. Like, when I first heard commentary, I'm like, what? That's that's a little bit of left field. Do I think Big Show brings a value as far as his experience and mentorship to help with the behind the scenes and maybe grow and cultivate talent on TV? Fucking absolutely. I'm not diminishing the value. The point I'm just saying is that I don't see much of him as a value as an in-ring competitor because mm-hmm. I don't think he I fits. I don't think he needs to be there as far as in-ring and he doesn't fit the mold of the of the of the aura that AEW's fit. I think CM Punk absolutely would fit in there. No questions mm-hmm. asked. Um, I would even say Brett to an extent because I know Brett was was there when they presented the championship, but See, like even like Cena wouldn't fit it, but again, it's like okay, well, Cena's there for eyeballs. But I mean, Cena going over there is a big question mark, only because I'd be like, no way, he's too loyal. And then you just see this guy who's been in the company for twenty x years go over. It's like, well, we'll see. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. It's a weird situation, dude. Mm-hmm. Not the first person I would think would go over, but. So since hey. I spo- since I spoiled Elimination Chamber, do we really want to talk about Elimination Chamber? Sure. Uh, yeah, we should. Let's just talk Elimination Chamber. <laughs> All right. Uh, first match was what? The women's tag team title? Good fucking God. I didn't care. Can I just can I, can I just say it for the record? Um, I hate women's tag team titles. And the look of them, like physically, or I hate the division. The division. And, and he and I, I need to be, I want to be clear about this because I might have mentioned this in previous. Um, I might have mentioned this in previous, um, what do you call it, reviews or stuff like this, but I want to make sure I'm clear. Uh, no, the first matchup actually was the Fatal 4-Way match where the winner fights, um, winner gets added to the U.S. title match. Oh, I, I actually didn't watch that match. Somehow <laughs> I missed it. It's okay, it's part but of the pre-show. Whatever. But real quick on the women's tag team titles, um, they don't mean much. Because there's no depth in the division. Titles are only good enough, and forgive me if you've heard this before, Andrew, but titles only mean anything if you have enough depth in the division. I'm not going to introduce a championship if there's only, like, the, TNA did the same thing. TNA had a women's tag, I think they just brought him back. TNA had a knockouts tag team title. And it's not that I don't think a women shouldn't have tag team titles, I'm all for it. But if you have two teams, mm-hmm. It's not going to mean much, so fuck it. So here's the thing. I think this is valid, but I think this also stems from a bigger problem that WWE has, is that there is no difference between the two brands. They have a championship title, they have a women's title, they have a mid-card title, a tag team title, and then I think the women's women's tag goes between the two of them. And because they have two women's championships, right, they're really splitting the division of women between those two championships, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what I proposed, what I think WWE should do with their brands. I like NXT because NXT is like its own separate entity. WWE controls it, but its own separate entity. This is, I'm, I'm going to throw something really radical out and you're going to roll your eyebrow, uh, eyes at, right? But WWE should have SmackDown and Raw be its own, just, that's WWE, right? Mm-hmm. SmackDown and Raw have a championship, a mid-card title, a secondary mid-card title, a woman's title, and a woman's tag team. Just everyone that's on SmackDown and Raw are on SmackDown and Raw. 
right? They're one big happy family, yep. no brand division. Right. And then they should have a third brand. And this is what I what I suggest. Ready? Mm-hmm. Prepare for the eye roll. They should bring back WCW and have WCW be a third brand and have WCW be a completely different brand from WWE, right? So WWE has the woman division. WWE has the tag stuff. But you go to WCW, you see the cruiserweight stuff. You see all this other stuff. Because the thing is, is you guys can mock the ECW WWE brand, and it was a failed experiment. But it was a good idea on paper. Like WWE, if they actually rolled with it and put effort into it and let Paul Hammond do what he wants and actually fucking have the uh, RVD and Sabu be there and not get suspended for what weed? Yeah. Like I think it would have worked to a degree. So, but I don't the, think it's the, a bad idea at all. And um, I'll tell you why. Uh, number okay. actually, for, first of all, number one on a side note. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually looking to do my own version of WCW uh, in 2K19 and actually air it. So we'll have like weekly episodes of Nitro. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. Press conferences this week, baby. If you want to check it out on YouTube.com slash OKFaber. But um, you know that almost happened, right? Well, yeah, that's what the Booker T, Buff Bagwell main event match at Raw was about, and it failed. And I think the fact that they think that is, they put all their eggs in that basket was stupid. Okay, we're going to go down a deep, dark hole that we don't need to. But the biggest problem WWE did with the invasion angle and bringing WCW is they pulled the trigger too quickly. They should have waited for Nash, Hall, Hogan, Goldberg, all their contracts with Time Warner, was it? I think it was Time Warner. Yeah, yep, Whatever. Right. To finally be out so that they can wrestle and WWE didn't have to pay them out. Booker T is an amazing wrestler. One of my favorite wrestlers for the whole time. But he was not the face of WCW. No. He was not the, the big star that they were looking for. If you look at the final invasion team, it was Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle, yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right away you had three people that were never in WCW really. I mean, Stone Cold was, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? And then Booker T and RVD, and I think that was it. Like, fuck, they had one WCW guy. So the, that experimenting feeling was not because of the – they just didn't do it right. And you know what's sad? You're right. Like in two years, do you, just, just for history lessons, in two years, you know who came to WWE in that two years since that Survivor Series? You had Flair, Anderson, um you had Flair Anderson, the entire NWO showed up in February of 2002. Like, mm-hmm. how fucking horrible is that? That, like, like four months later, you have those names come in. Um, and then then the following, uh, the end of 2002, you had Scott Steiner, and then you had Goldberg in yeah. beginning, beginning of 03. So literally in, like, two years, you could have had the strongest WCW team. But no, I agree with you on that one. But um, no, but re- real quick to, to powder through it. When when WWE or F bought WCW, there was a lot of discussion about transforming uh, either Raw or SmackDown into WCW Nitro and having mm-hmm. WCW be its own separate show, completely separate, um, as opposed to the Raw and SmackDown that we got. I think that's genius because, and it's kind of ironic that I, you know, looking back in the history of wrestling, WCW and ECW. Uh, literally died for the opposite reasons. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, ECW had no money. 
and had amazing creative. WCW had tons of money and no creative. Exactly. Um, but uh, no, I think WCW, that would be a genius idea to have its own separate, which I think they've always tried to do. But the thing is, is that they worry that if they create something that's so diversely away from WWE that they won't think it's part of WWE. And then it's like, no, that's us too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, a, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Like they, they want things to be like, they want to, ex- I, I can see that they want to like explore and do things outside their bubble, but they want to also make sure that people know it's inside the bubble. You know what I mean? It's a very weird concept. Yeah, I know it's tough. And it's because, and we're getting way off the elimination chamber, but it's because Vince and company wants WWE to always win, to always look strong. That's why Sting lost to Triple H. That's why, every WCW person got squashed at WrestleMania 18. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. But imagine this. Paint this picture. Let me just paint this picture for you. Imagine if they waited to do the invasion, right? And the invasion started at WrestleMania 18, right? With the NWO coming in, right? The the, the match results, completely different, right? Maybe you have Hogan uh, lose, but you have Hall win, and Nash wrestles, and Nash wins. I know Nash was injured, but just go with me on this, right? Yep. And then they start bringing all the WCW people in, and then it all kind of, you know, the next year after WrestleMania 18 leading into 19, that's the invasion angle. And then after 19, Goldberg comes in, and that's the end of it. That's how you can create that, right? NWO should have been the catalyst to create that WCW stuff. Did it you... shouldn't have... Did you watch Cornette's booking? On what? Oh, um, the invasion stuff? Yeah. Um, I listened to it while I was cooking, but I didn't. it didn't maintain in my head. As much as I don't like Cornette, you should listen to it because it's very – he actually has a pretty good idea um, of how to um, – he basically did a year-long thing very similar to what you're talking about that would, mm. that would start at 18 and end in 19. But anyway – Back to the Elimination okay. Chamber. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Morrison won the Fatal 4-Way so he could be uh, in the United States Championship match because Keith Lee was injured. He was taken out of, yep. the, out of the match. So we had the... How long is he out for? I don't know. I, think, I don't think it's a major injury from what I, what I heard, so I think he might be back soon. Um, but the first okay. one was the, um, was the SmackDown Elimination Chamber match for a shot at the Universal title later on in the evening. Uh, Sami Zayn, King Corbin, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Cesaro uh, were all beaten by one Daniel Bryan, who then, of course, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns showed up right after. They lifted the, the Elimination Chamber and beat Daniel Bryan in a minute and 32 seconds. I mean, they're obviously going to have a rematch at Fastlane. Yeah, um, I I knew this was going to happen, yeah. right? Especially seeing that they said that the champion's going to have a match later in the night. There's no way it wasn't going to be a super heel squash. So it was what it was. The match itself, if I remember, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was who were in the match again. It was Corbin, Brian. It, it was Brian, Cesaro, Uso, Owens, Corbin, and Zane. And by the way, Cesaro looked like a fucking amazing like monster. Yeah, I hope. They gotta push that guy. Cesaro is amazing. Um, <laughs> Says the IWC for the last fifteen years. Yeah, um, this was a good match, but I think the other, the other one was better. Oh yeah. Even though the other one was more predictable, because I, I had a feeling that um, uh, Drew was gonna win regardless. Right. Um, so then we had the triple threat for the U.S. title. It was Matt Riddle, or now just called Riddle, which I'm so tempted to just call him Riddler. 
um, yep. against Morrison and uh, the U.S. champion Bobby Lashley. Spare a thought for a second. Lashley went from U.S. champion and then in eight days wins the, wins the WWE championship. Good for him. Seriously. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was a smart move because Riddle pinned Morrison, so Lashley lost the title without having to be pinned or submitted, so they still make him look strong. Smart move. Yeah. I honestly don't like Matt Riddle anymore. Um. Okay. I just, reason why? At first, I was all on board with him, like he being the bro guy and all that. It's just, now he's just kind of like, I don't know, it just seems annoying. <laughs> See, when I got back in wrestling riddle was already a thing so i haven't i don't have strong feelings towards them either which way um if i had to pick someone that would want to win the match in hindsight it would be morrison because i feel so morris goddamn morrison another wrestler that had so much potential that wwe just keeps on throwing the make card he's like the mr perfect of our generation of this generation he just never gets the real title shots but i would like to have morrison go to WrestleMania with the U.S. title. And maybe you might still have a chance at the match. Who knows? But Who knows? Uh, women, yeah. Women's tag team titles, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. I actually thought the booking of this was pretty smart. I mean, it's the whole opponents teaming together to fight, you know, um, for the tag team title. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of dug that. It wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't anything too crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, that seems... Um, We'll go with that with Bianca and, and Sasha, you know, now going to be at Mania. Um, pretty solid match from what I heard. Yeah. I missed this um, one, unfortunately. It was an okay match. I was happy with the results. Um, even though Bianca and uh, Sasha, I like them better as wrestlers, I think um, they should have lost because I didn't want another Agreed. Cena, HBK yep. situation. Agreed. Yeah. Again, so, they don't mean anything because it's not going to be the focus. Um, correct. And then we had the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE title. Sheamus, Orton, Kingston, uh, Jeff Hardy, AJ, and, of course, Drew McIntyre. Uh, with Drew yeah. getting the win, and then, of course, immediately right after, Lashley spears him, and then Miz cashes in and wins the WWE Championship for the, first, for the second time in 10 years. Correct. Miz just wants to be the rock um, in the worst way. <laughs> he does. Um, I enjoyed this match more than the other chamber. I thought the wrestlers on a whole were all better, although you had a lot more veterans in this, mm -hmm. or main event veterans, right? Um, I think the ending was good, and I liked the Miz coming in and taking the title. Um, and because I, I don't know if we talked about it during the podcast, before the podcast, but I love the Miz, and I think he deserves to have the championship. But I'm also happy that Lashley got it just now. I'm just I hope they treat Miz right at WrestleMania. So I think um, on a whole, I think he oh, needs to win. I was gonna say I think Miz needs to win the Money in the Bank briefcase again. Do you think so? Yeah, that's, the only way, mind, that's the only way I, I kind of redeem mind, it. I wouldn't mind Miz having a like a good like single match under his belt. Like if you know the Miz fought, I don't know. Like, imagine if Taker came back and Miz beat the Taker. It wouldn't happen. Jesus like, Christ. You know how many people gold. would be screaming? Oh, my God. It would be so great. But, it would um, be amazing. But, um, like, but no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I, it just, 
I think I think honestly the only reason they got the 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 they did the whole cash and then the quick exchange of the title was one of two reasons. They either wanted to get the belt on Lashley quick and had a bigger you know wanted to do Drew versus Lashley and wanted to, and had to think of like some confuddled way to get it to get it quickly, mm-hmm. or they completely forgot about the fact of oh shit Miz has the briefcase and he has to give it up in a year. Uh, see, true. I I don't know if I told you this and this is again we're veering off here but fuck it. Did I tell you what I would love to do with if I was in charge of booking a Money in the Bank um, uh, situation where there was two of them? No, but would it be like someone cashes in, then also wins the Money in the Bank and cashes in again the same night? No. Like that. So it would be something along the lines of like, you have a heel... Mm-hmm. Hold on to it, like kind of like Miz. Let's just say Miz for example, uh, just to make put names together. So you have Miz win the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? He holds it the whole year. You get to the Money in the Bank the next year. A babyface wins the. So let's say it's. So let's say Miz won the 2020 Money in the Bank, right? Mm-hmm. The 2021 Money in the Bank. Let's say you have a babyface. Let's say Drew McIntyre wins. Mm-hmm. Drew cashes in and wins. The championship just to turn around to have Miz cash in his. That would be fun because technically they have until the end of the night to cash it in. That would be pretty cool. But you have to really finagle it where they have to forget about the other one completely. Yeah. But well, I thought there'd be, be a, I thought there'd be a genius thing where like you son of a bitch. Or you do one where just, they cash in and then they try to they try to claim the championship and then the ref opens the briefcase and the contract's not there. See, I just don't see why they did this whole take the title off Drew. If it was to put like Drew could have had the title going into WrestleMania against Lashley. So if it was so if it was to get the title off, if it was to give Miz to get rid of his money in the bank, it doesn't mean Miz has to win. The Miz could have lost that, and Drew still be champion, and Drew and Lashley and Miz in a triple threat match. Like, well, you could still have that, but I, I don't know why they had to put on. I mean, am I missing something? What? Why do you think Lashley should have it on him instead of uh, McIntyre? Um, because then Lashley should have won the Rumble. Because. Okay. See, the thing is, you're screwed no matter what. I, I feel like it's a no-win situation no matter what way you do, and either way, it's not going to be a true WrestleMania-esque match. And it's no disrespect to Lashley. It's no disrespect to Drew. However, I also would not have had Drew drop the title to Orton mm-hmm. last year. You know what I mean? Like, to me, you have to have some... There, there has to be something about the match. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, like, the main titles. You're talking New World, New Universal, your WWE, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be some factor... That makes it a WrestleMania esque match. It doesn't necessarily have to be the character. It could be like the fact, like for example, um, let's see what was what was last year's Mania as matches. You had Roman versus Goldberg, right? Which was supposed to happen. We didn't end up getting that. Um, but that's a that's an easily written match because Goldberg's the champion. Roman wants it back. You have two very powerful icons right there. Drew and Brock. I mean, that's the that's the simple case of Brock's the untouchable champion and Drew's finally getting his shot at the big time and blah blah blah. To me, Roman or uh, to me, Lashley versus Drew has no factors whatsoever that make it a WrestleMania esque match in terms of even just like the storytelling. It's Lashley finally won the title on a fucking Raw. 
from Miz who randomly cashed in a briefcase that he didn't even originally win. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's all fucking falling apart. You know what would have been really fucking interesting? Something that hasn't been done since the first WrestleMania. Have the WWE Championship match not be put on the line. Like have yeah, that'll never Drew happen. Be, <laughs> Drew Drew being a high profile tag team match. I'd rather I'd rather do that with the Universal. Okay. I don't know, just something about the the Universal title. I could see doing it like a a big profile tag match versus a versus the WWE Championship. I mean, they've done both belts wrong, but anyway. Uh, but no, like like for example, if let's say Lashley, let let's say Drew didn't drop the belt to Orton in the middle of the year, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that would make it much more interesting if Lashley, let's say Lashley won the Elimination Chamber. Now, okay. now you've got yourself a match. Drew has toppled all these opponents before. He's dry, you know, you can say like oh, I've beaten Orton, I've beaten so and so, blah blah blah. But then you like do the hype package of Lashley and you show how Lashley's like almost like Brock Lesnar, where it's like he's been untouchable the same year. And he went through the chamber. I actually honestly I would put Lashley in the chamber and fucking have him eliminate everybody. Every single person he would pin. Just to okay. prove, just to prove, you got to make him look like a like an insanely de- destructible force. But you know what I mean, though. Like at least there, you have like okay, Lashley's this fucking powerhouse that's finally like having his moment, and here's Drew, who's been the champion fighting this whole time and never lost it. Like at least those are factors to me that make it a WrestleMania ish match. I'm not saying it's the best mm-hmm. thing, but I'm just saying it's better than just like the setup. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you. You know what? You make a really good point with that. I think the Elimination Chamber should not be the last pay-per-view before it's not. WrestleMania. What is the next Fastlane. Oh, Fastlane. That's right. Because they needed Shit. to squeeze one more fucking pay-per-view in between. But, but yeah, that's that's my big point is, like, you don't have to... You, you're going to have to put new blood in the WrestleMania main event matches. It just happens. Mm-hmm. But you have to have factors that make it seem like you're having a big high profile match. And again, it's not it's not that I have a problem with Drew versus uh, Lashley. I think they're gonna fucking crush it, to be honest with you. And I even argue it might even be better than Edge versus Roman um, mm-hmm. in terms of a match. The problem I have is the build up and the hype for it is fucking atrocious. It's a goddamn train wreck. So you like it's just like I said, you have Drew, who's been the on again off again champion. Then you have. Um, who really his biggest accomplishment has been Lesnar. Let's let's be fair here. Definitely. Um, yeah. and then you have Lashley, who's been doing pretty good, won the U.S. title, but then lost it, and then just like randomly decided to get involved in the WWE Championship picture. And the only reason he's champion is because he pinned the guy who cashed in his briefcase eight days after. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's just a fucking it's a mess. <laughs> so that's that's the problem I have with it. It's not the it's not the destination. The journey is fucking turbulent as hell. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my rant. Back, I just missed the days back in the nineties and the two thousands where there was a clear cut. I miss I miss Royal match. Rumble qualifying matches. Oh yeah, those were good. Um, that's why WCW is going to be much better under my control. Mm, I look forward to seeing it. We'll talk a little good bit more point. off air because I don't want to spoil too much. But anyway, um, I think we've got a good run going here. Andrew, is there anything else you want to throw out there before we wrap things up? Not really. The only thing I would say is if anyone out there is looking for a good JRPG to play, Bravely Default 2 is out on the Switch now. Pick it up. It is as J as RPG as you can get. That's Ooh. my last two cents. 
All right. With that being said, folks, this is that is Andrew Cutter Inc. You can follow me at Andrew Cutter Inc. over on the social media. Of course, I am OKFabe over on Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Twitch. If you guys want to follow me on all those social media platforms, and of course, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter for the for the show. And of course, at Pod Fandom, we'll be updating you guys as soon as episodes drop. So make sure you check it out. Thank you to all our supporters. Thank you to everybody checking things out here. Take care, and as always, take it easy. Peace out.